I was a part of why I got sick. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. And boy, oh boy, do I have a show for you. I always say that my goal with this show is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency. And today's guest really embodies female resiliency. She went through one of the darkest and toughest times of her life within the past year and a half and has very quickly turned it into a positive situation. And her story is truly inspiring for anybody that is going through a health crisis or maybe has a loved one going through a health crisis. There's a lot that we can learn from her story and the choices that she's made and the advocating that she's done for herself. So I'm really excited for you to hear this story. It's a bit of a long one, but definitely worth the listen. So thank you for being here. And if you love the show, I would invite you to number one, give us a follow on whatever streaming platform that you listen to the Spring to Life podcast on. And number two, please leave a review. It helps other women find the show and promote our message of uh, just embracing and loving our bodies. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview. All right. So I'm here with Kaylee Shawley, and I am really excited to have her as a guest on the Spring to Life podcast. Um, she's someone that I've wanted to have on me since I met her. And I really want her to introduce herself and um, let you know uh, more about her because she's going to be able to do it in the best way possible. So Kaylee, welcome and give the audience a little uh, info about your background, where you're from, what you do for work, all of the good stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Um, yeah, so a little bit about me. I for work, I am technically a doTERRA essential oil leader. Um, but you know, that's as of recent, I actually have been in real estate for 15 plus years and long story short, I had a health crisis pop up in the form of a cancer diagnosis in March of 2022. So a little over a year ago, you know, I was 34 and my life kind of took a complete shift. Everything as I knew it before. Um, I just feel like there's been so much change in this past year and a half since that news. Um, everyone has, you know, that experience with the word cancer, like what that means for them. It can be attached to so many different experiences. And, um, but you hear it and it's, kind of like a life altering word. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that has been my experience. I look at my life now and I feel like it kind of, it kind of has taken just a huge turn as of, as of that word on that day in March, 2022. So, 
Yeah, that's definitely like taking a hard, like right turn Mm -hmm. on the path that you um, originally were on. You were a realtor, busy mom. Um, So how did you get that cancer diagnosis? Because that's so recent and you're so young. So what transpired to bring that into your life? Yes. So I, like I said, I was 34. I had just had my third child. So I have three kids under the age of six right now. And when I was pregnant with my son, who's my youngest, I knew that something was not right. And I actually do have a blog that goes into depth where I, you know, I'm asked this question all the time. So I really took the time and went into all of those symptoms for those who are interested. And I know Caitlin said she would link it in our show notes, but um, long story short, I just, I knew something was not right. You know, this is my third child. I knew this wasn't just postpartum. Um, You know, even my pregnancy was hard and I have papillary thyroid carcinoma. So that is a thyroid cancer that tends to be associated with a high survival rate and it's considered highly treatable. So if you Google thyroid cancer, um, you often hear that it's called the good cancer. So before I knew it was thyroid cancer, I had gone to several specialists. It's actually surprising to me how long it took to figure out what was wrong. I was having very strange symptoms Um, one of which was my eyesight was going out in my left eye. I would get blackout migraines and I just couldn't figure out what the trigger was or what the pattern was. And so one day in March of, um, let's see, my son was six months old at the time. I went in to see a chiropractor who is a good friend of mine and actually, you know, practices in some holistic areas. And I just really trust them. And I showed them these lumps in my neck that I had started to feel. And I had felt them for about a month, but I didn't really think much of them. Uh, Definitely. It never occurred to me that it would be cancer. Um, So they felt them that day and they gave me cause for concern. They were like, this is not normal. You should get this checked out. You know, my husband had been telling me for a month and I didn't listen. And I left the chiropractor that day and went to the urgent care. And the urgent care nurse is actually the one that figured out it was thyroid cancer. So even after going to multiple specialists, my PCP, you know, you name it, I had been there from neurologist to, you know, endocrinologist, my thyroid levels were completely normal with thyroid cancer. And, you know, they did a CT scan and then followed up with a biopsy. And that's how we confirmed it was actually cancer. Wow. That's, (laughs) uh, I can't believe that it took that long to get to that conclusion. Um, I'm curious if you were given any answers from those specialists that you were seeing, or if they were pushing you in any direction to kind of figure out what was going on. They definitely were. Um, Unfortunately, 
I put a lot of stake in those appointments. You know, a lot of the specialists are really booked out. So Mm -hmm. when I knew something was wrong, first of all, it took time to get referred to a specialist. And then my appointment was always, you know, two to three months out. Mm -hmm. So I waited, I met with these specialists, I met with a neurologist, which I believe they're all well-intentioned and have good meaning and obviously, you know, know the brain and Mm-hmm. their specialty. Um, but I was met with basically prescriptions for pharmaceutical drugs. Um, I was told that I was dealing with anxiety, postpartum stress, but not once I realized now as I ever asked things like, what is my sleep like? You know, what does exercise look like for me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just all of it, like nothing about nutrition. Um, and I was just given, you know, prescriptions, which Mm -hmm. I never filled. And I just kept searching for answers until, you know, that CT scan and biopsy were the ultimate test and revealed what was actually going on. Mm -hmm. So when you were getting these prescriptions and, um, kind of like topical solutions, um, was that just not sitting right with you? Did you pursue any of those options or did you kind of feel deep down that there was something else happening? Well, in the past I did pursue options like that. Um, but they just started to not feel right. You know, I've been on anxiety medication before I've been on, you know, things like sumatriptan for my migraines, which I've had for several years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've always been kind of averse to even taking just your typical like anti-inflammatory medications such as Advil or Tylenol. I'm mm-hmm. actually highly sensitive to medication. So it didn't sit well with me. Um, and I just felt like it wasn't the root of what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't trust that by taking these pharmaceutical drugs that my vision would be, you know, it wouldn't be impaired anymore Mm -hmm. or that there wouldn't be additional side effects. I was scared to mask what was actually going on, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You're following your intuition there. So, and it got you to your diagnosis. And so you get this diagnosis of quote unquote, the good cancer. What was your initial reaction? Oh man. Well, my initial reaction was complete fear, if I'm quite honest, you know, I was met with what cancer actually means to me, you know, Mm -hmm. had to like, sit with that. And I was just in such shock. Honestly, I had heard of thyroid cancer, but, you know, I didn't know the first thing about it. And when I find out, I found out my diagnosis, I actually found out on my chart from a, my chart chart message. Mm-hmm. That's how I found out I had cancer. So mm-hmm. I told the whole story on my blog, but I, um, they did end up, you know, I called the doctor's office that did the biopsy as soon as I got that. And I wanted to speak to someone, you know, I wanted to be like, what did this mean? Like, tell me everything, you know? And one of the general surgeon's nurses called me immediately and told me, honey, like, you know, don't be worried. This is, if you're going to have cancer, this is the good cancer. And in my mind, I had all this fear, but I have to say, like, I actually trusted her in that moment. I was like, 
okay, like I'm going to be okay. Maybe, I don't know. It sounds like Mm -hmm. I have to go through treatment and surgery, you know, but like, I definitely, I highly advise not to ever say there's a good thing or a good cancer, anything Mm -hmm. good about cancer. There's no good cancer. And the truth actually is, um, if your body knows cancer and it's created cancer in any form from melanoma to thyroid cancer, um, your body has created abnormal cells. It knows how to create cancer and to spread it. And, you know, the statistics of a second cancer when you've already been diagnosed with one type of cancer, Mm -hmm. I mean, you would be surprised to look at those, you know, statistics. And so I just don't think there's anything, you know, there's no such thing as good cancer. I can totally concur. And also to your point of, um, one cancer becoming another, I know firsthand when my dad was sick, we discussed this, um, previously, but when he got diagnosed with cancer, it quickly metastasized to other parts of his body. And it just, it's, you know, it's hard to get under control and your choice in healing has a huge impact in the course that the cancer takes in your body. So how did you make your decisions at the initial diagnosis of what direction you were going to take with your treatment? So once I, you know, got my news immediately, I got into general surgery that next week and the standard, you know, conventional treatment plan for my type of, uh, thyroid cancer is a total thyroidectomy, a neck dissection, if there's lymph node involvement, And then they kind of reassess from there whether or not you Mm. need what's called radioactive iodine. So immediately we started that process. And, you know, I do wish I had realized I had more time Mm -hmm. to sit with that diagnosis, um, you know, do my own research even get second opinions, but Mm -hmm. I really was consumed with a lot of fear at that time. Didn't know what I didn't know. And so it all moved very fast. You know, I, once I realized I had tumors like in my neck, it didn't sit well with me that like, you know, I could feel those. I knew it was cancer. It's Mm -hmm. very strange to like live with, you know, and right now, actually, I still have two tumors that I live with. So it's interesting to say that because now I have a totally different comfort level (laughs) that I just didn't have then, but your typical cancer is actually slow growing. So I tell cancer patients all the time, like when you get your diagnosis, sit with it for a minute, you know, like do your research. And I've learned so much since then. But within 10 days, I actually had my surgery. So from the day I found out I had cancer, 10 days later, I completely removed my thyroid. Um, I think 14 lymph nodes, honestly can't remember. Seven of them were cancer, I remember. Um, A pretty intense surgery. Literally took an organ from my body, you know, And I just know now that I didn't realize what that meant for my life at the time. Mm -hmm. 
So once you, yeah, a week, like 10 days, that's not a lot of time from like one huge, like event in your life of getting this diagnosis and then making a huge decision, which I'm wondering if it was really even offered to you as a decision or if, or option, or if it was just like, this is what you have to do next to go into surgery and remove this organ. Yes. I mean, that is what they recommend, you know? And, um, so I did go along with that, that plan without questioning it much at the time. Um, and had I known then what I know now, which is that that brought on a whole other host of issues I wasn't even dealing with before. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, you know, had symptoms before that were causing me not to have quality of life, but taking my thyroid out. I mean, I now rely on taking Synthroid every day for the rest of my life. I had never considered what that, what that meant, like Mm -hmm. taking a, it is a pharmaceutical drug, you know? And it does have its own side effects and even like long-term implications. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take Synthroid every day for the rest of my life now, but my adrenals have been off. I've been on a journey that I'm still very much on to figure out my quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they actually say that once you have the thyroidectomy, I feel like there's a false sense that it's going to solve all of your issues, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, you know? So that's what I educate people on now, because think about it. There's not just thyroid cancer, there's autoimmunes that involve the thyroid. Mm -hmm. So my best friend, for example, has Graves disease, Mm -hmm. um, which is very much thyroid related. And, you know, there's a lot that you can do to work on your thyroid health or just your hormone. Well, you know, you're, you're like the chief of this, (laughs) which is why, you know, I, I love that. Um, I've gotten to know you because, well, and I can't wait to work with you because just everything that you're about and that you teach on and all of your content I've learned over the past year. And it goes hand in hand with what I've been experiencing And I have a firm belief that everyone, no matter what career they choose, needs to be a basic nutritionist or just, you know, have understanding of how the body works. Like we don't all need to be doctors, but, you know, I've heard on your other podcast episodes, just everyone has this journey where it's like, we just think we're going to be young and healthy forever. And then we're hit with that first, like, whoa, you know? Mm -hmm what's happening here? Um, and you know, if we could only educate ourselves on things like hormones, which literally, you know, influence our mood every day. I mean, so many things, um, just to pursue like that, that overall health, you know, for us all so that we can live and have a biological age age that we, you know, want to live with. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. I appreciate um, hearing that my work and what I share has positively impacted your life, especially considering the situation that you are in and the, the healing journey that you're on. And also I agree with you 100% that we should all to, to some extent have an education in nutrition because it's, 
it's not like crazy or out there. It's just kind of taking the driver's wheel with your health when it, when it comes to how you can proactively impact the, you know, how you experience your biological age, as you said, you want to feel good all the time. And it's also intertwined with our hormone health. And it, it is sad that it takes that wake up call, you know, some usually like around the quarter life, something around there, I feel like something happens and you have to like, look it in the face and like, figure out what you're going to do. And you choose which path you're going to take. So relating to your story, you mentioned at the beginning that you're a doTERRA wellness advocate and you educate other, um, people with a cancer diagnosis about their options. So after you had your thyroid removed and you're in the recovery process, at what point, uh, did you kind of assess your decision and the healing path that you were on? And like, you took this like 180 again into a more holistic approach. I did, you know, I was struggling so badly, not getting answers from specialists and actual help that one month before I was diagnosed with cancer, I bought an enrollment kit with doTERRA. I was desperate looking for just any help at all whatsoever. And to me, I had always known that there were natural solutions out there. I didn't know much about them. So I found someone that did and I connected with them and I was just getting started. I was just like dipping my toe in with essential oils, um, that just basic level education of being like, okay, like maybe toxic fragrance and candles, you know, I could get those out of the house and diffuse Mm -hmm. some oils. And so It's just so interesting how, you know, once I got my cancer diagnosis, I still had that box of oils just sitting there. And Mm -hmm. like you said, it's like a fork in the road. You have to sit with your gut. You know, there's so many decisions you have to make, especially, you know, when you're faced with a cancer diagnosis. Um, But I was just committed to not having to rely on any other pharmaceutical drugs, knowing Mm -hmm. that I was already going to have to take Synthroid every day. So I started to take the approach of like, what could natural safe options do for me to support me before I look to the other? Because, you know, I do believe that Western medicine has a place, you know, and, um, I'm so glad that it exists and I see a lot of emergency situations where it's absolutely necessary. Um, But it's a simple Google search to figure out like none of us should be on pharmaceutical drugs for long term ever. So um, I was like, what can these oils do? I knew that you could ingest them. I knew that you could put them on topically. And I knew that you could diffuse them. And I had wondered if aromatherapy was real. <laughs> so I started to, you know, just like test it out. And it's so interesting because all of those headaches that I dealt with for several years, I don't really get them anymore, you know, now that mm-hmm. I've a different lifestyle. But when I do get the occasional head tension, I have remedies for that that are natural and I'm not reaching to those anti-inflammatory, you know, ibuprofen, you name it. Mm -hmm. So 
it just became kind of an experiment for me. But the more that I followed that conventional care plan through what was offered through general surgery and oncology, um, I knew what felt better. I can tell you that, you know, and I was just amazed at the success we were having with the oils every time I would implement something new and a huge, a huge wake up with the oils that got my attention. I, you know, have this huge scar across my neck now because I had that thyroidectomy and most thyroidectomies, the scar is only two inches long. I mean, it's pretty mm -hmm. small. My incision goes across my entire neck. I call it my second smile. It <laughs> is like a necklace, you know? Um, but I looked at my first DIY and it was a scar oil. So I had heard that vitamin E oil, you know, organic and a good form of that mixed with some essential oils, you can actually make a scar blend. Um, so that was my first DIY. I was really wanting to, you know, have that heal well. I didn't want it to, you know, look like an awful scar just for the rest of my life for like vanity purposes. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd give it a try and surgery told me to put aquaphor on it. Mm -hmm. And if you could have seen my incision, I tried aquaphor two times and I was like, this cannot, like, this does not feel right. You know, this doesn't feel like it's, it kept it like moist for one. And just, you know, it was hard to like take off when I already couldn't shower with all my drains that I had and whatnot mm -hmm. from surgery. So yeah, I started with this DIY scar oil and I actually plan to share like the before and after, but that is what had me raving about essential oils. Initially, I started telling everyone I knew, um, that had a scar that they could use this and it was working for me. That's so awesome. And so I was going to ask you, you mentioned when you kind of reapproached your, uh, like enrollment kit with like a new perspective of seeing what it could do for your healing. Did you go directly to using oils topically? You mentioned that was your first DIY, but there's, like you said, a couple different ways that like our bodies are being influenced by these fragrances. Did you start with like household cleaners or going straight to diffusing or making the topicals or a little bit of everything? Yes, a little bit of everything. So I'll tell you this, I had to do extensive blood work um, to figure out like heavy metals, what my actual toxin load was, because mm -hmm. I decided that I wanted to help my body detox. I believed that I was a part of why I got sick. And I knew that I wasn't, you know, for one, exercising regularly. I wasn't eating well. I, you know, had young kids and I just on the go meals, convenience, you know, I knew I wasn't getting the proper nutrition. So I started to commit to that. Mm -hmm. And I also walked around my house and I looked at all the products in my house and I started to question like the ingredients, what was in them. Mm -hmm. And that blood work was very eye-opening because I couldn't, um, believe that, you know, I could go over to my kitchen sink, pick up my Dawn dish soap. There were literal Dawn dish soap ingredients in my blood work. 
And then wow. I went to my makeup, you know, which I put on my face every day. And there were makeup ingredients also in my blood work. So it wasn't a coincidence. I'm very like fact driven. And that mm-hmm. was very eye opening for me. Um, I started questioning absolutely everything. <laughs> I was throwing things out. I was making swaps. And at first I wasn't really on the DIY train other than the scar oil. Mm-hmm. So doTERRA also offers some pre-made options that you can also trust. But for me, what kind of sets me apart as being a doTERRA essential oil leader is I approach oils coming from a chronically ill perspective and not Mm -hmm. everyone does. So for me, I actually do like to take the oils and especially now I DIY everything from makeup remover to body wash. Um, I try to figure out knowing what I know now how can I get the result that I need? For example, like body wash, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, how can I wash my body with the least amount of components necessary, Mm -hmm. you know? So like I said, doTERRA has great pre-made options for that, which are great for healthy cells, you know, but I consider myself a chronically ill patient, you know, and I'm still just forever trying to reduce that toxin load. Mm -hmm. And these are natural and safe, you know, mixing things like organic Castile soap with geranium oil, vegetable glycerin and distilled water. That's my body wash. Mm -hmm. So it really is a journey. And now I consider myself what I do is help people take that first step. I kind of got like the fast and hard overhaul because I had to do it all immediately, like overnight, you know, because I wanted to start reducing that toxin load, healing, getting healthier. Um, But most people don't have that experience. You know, you can ease into it. So if you do want to replace your toxic candles by diffusing, Mm -hmm. you know, you can absolutely start there. Uh. That's so awesome. And I love that. I, I love doing DIY um, projects and there's something like kind of rewarding about using something that you made too. um, And knowing that it's good for you. Um, So I'm curious now a little over a year after your diagnosis, have you been able to see evidence that these changes have improved your health, like in your labs, perhaps I know you get blood work done a lot. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So where I'm at now in my cancer journey, actually on May 5th, we're talking right now in June, Mm -hmm. um, I had my last PET scan and it was determined that even though I still have active cancerous tumors in my body, which are right above my clavicle on either side of my body, um, they have had no spread, no growth. Um, they potentially have calcified due to the huge lifestyle changes I've made from my, you know, nutrition to my mental health, to exercising and Mm -hmm. to, you know, living that low toxin lifestyle. That's amazing. And are you feeling better as well? Yes, I am feeling better. People wonder all the time how I have the energy that I do to do what I do, you know, with my kids. And obviously now I 
spend a lot of time educating people on doTERRA products. I'm still an active real estate agent, but I have a new vision for that. So I basically, I help people make healing moves. That's my new tagline. Um, we're in the process of doing a ton of things at our home from water filtration systems mm -hmm. to, you know, you name it, radon testing, all of it. And since I'm having to do it and learn it for my health and my family and the environment where I spend the most amount of time, mm -hmm. um, I'm showing others with those same interests, like even sustainability, how to pursue the same. Mm -hmm. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So I'm blending, you know, all these years in real estate because I do love real estate, but I had to take some time off for my health and to heal. And I do want to get back to it, um, but I want to get back to it in an intentional way because, again, like my story has changed so much and so many people are interested in homesteading right now um, or functional design. You know, like mm -hmm. I have a literal, I have an apothecary in my kitchen, you know, like the typical kitchen is not built for, you know, homesteading or you know, oil usage or mm -hmm. even cooking, you know, and having all of your necessary oils, all of it just right there. Yeah. So, so I'm interested. My actual um, college degree is a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Interior Design. And so it's like blending all of my passions, but in a really like holistic, health driven way. And that's kind of my new, my new vision for what I want to do. That is a beautiful vision. And you, you use the word intentional and that was exactly what came to mind for me. And I mean, if you're at the point of being able to make the decision in your life to buy a home, I would think you would want to be intentional about it. And if these are some of your values, then that would be such a cohesive relationship to have with somebody like you that could help them to achieve that dream. Yes. And, um, that's exactly right. So I'm located in Georgia, but I can actually assist anyone anywhere in the United States. And so if that's something that, you know, there's an interest in, you really do have to find a team of people to kind of help you along to mm -hmm. figure that out. So, um, it's been really interesting. I'm building a preferred vendor list for an example. Um, mm -hmm at least locally here in North Georgia, I've been able to find house cleaners who will come clean your house utilizing non-toxic doTERRA products. So, you know, think of those who regularly get their house cleaned, even mm -hmm. if you're making all those efforts yourself to do the low tox home products. If someone comes in and cleans your house with all of the Lysol, glass mm -hmm. cleaner, everything, you're bringing it all back in, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm teaching people, um, you know, just the different things like pest control, you know, you can have someone come spray your house, but if your kids are young, like mine, I have a new walker who was a crawler last year, but mm -hmm. it's like, they're getting that on their hands, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, even encouraging people and empowering them to not let people wear their shoes in their home, you know, just like the more that you're educated, you can, you can put that forward with some confidence, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And I've found a lot of like-minded people on this journey. And it's been so nice because it actually can be a very lonely pursuit. (laughs) Yeah. I think especially when you kind of have, like you said, have to make this 180 shift in your life and you're kind of pulling yourself out of the matrix that you had been, you know, moving with in and those people around you kind of, it kind of is like a startling thing to them. And, um, like even you had to embrace these ideas pretty quickly. And that's actually something else I wanted to ask you about, but it can be really difficult for people around you to understand the course that you're taking when it's so unconventional. Um, but a, a huge component of this, uh, is your mindset because you can make these choices, but if you don't, uh, fully embrace the lifestyle that then it can be a slower road to recovery, I would imagine. Yes, absolutely. It takes discipline. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, cause you pursue it too, but you know, it's going to family gatherings and not eating the food. I mean, that's what, that's the kind of pursuit I'm talking about. Um, but you do the drastic thing to get the drastic results, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer in it now. Um, and, you know, it really is a journey. And I just have to realize, like, I'm forever on it. Every mm-hmm. day I continue to learn something mm-hmm. new that I want to implement. I may not even have the budget for it, but I just have this little, like, wish list, you know, mm-hmm. of um, things that I want to try. and. I do what I can as I can. There's never, we're never going to live a completely, you know, non-toxic life because of all of the environments we enter every day that Mm -hmm. we have to, you know, and, but that's where the home really matters because you do have control there. And for me, my home was my healing place. I mean, that's where I've implemented absolutely everything from juicing to, you know, I mean, I, you know, all of my kids snacks, I try to give them the healthy organic snacks at home mm-hmm. and then know that they're still going to go to the birthday parties and eat the store-bought cupcakes, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no such thing as balance. Um, you know, having a fear around everything is also not healthy. Like you just said, the mind, you know, mm-hmm. so you really just have to realize you everybody has their own journey. And I'm in a season where, you know, I'm trying to implement as much as I can with young kids and being so busy in those younger years. I can only imagine with more time later in life, like what I can actually do, um, you know, just to implement day to day when I Mm -hmm. (laughs) can sleep more, for example. Uh, Yes, I can imagine. And, you know, just considering that you are doing all of this with three young kids and running a business, that is pretty incredible. And you also brought up another good point that I wanted to address that uh, you did make drastic changes. And that can seem like really, like scary to other people that don't are not in your shoes and don't understand what's going on. But you were in a drastic situation. You were kind of forced to make drastic, uh, take drastic actions. And, you know, it's because your body was sending you signals that like, Hey, enough is enough. Like I've reached my limit as far as this toxic load goes, but that doesn't mean that other people can't take small changes to slowly 
you know, reduce their toxic load in their body. It doesn't necessarily have to be a drastic change unless you get it, let it get to that point. And it's kind of like you said, trying to build that resiliency and that flexibility in your body to be able to handle some store-bought cupcakes once in a while, but you know, yes, your body is actually built to naturally detox, you know, and it seems like such a foreign concept, preventative health. Mm-hmm. I had definitely never thought much about it, but you know, even when like the common flu virus or like cold, cold virus, you know, comes around each school year with my kids, like, I don't know why it had never occurred to me. Like if we were practicing normal immunity protocols, how much more success we would have just going through that as a family of five, you know? Mm-hmm. And now you know, I educate people even on that, you know, um, you always hear the term, like there's an oil for everything. And it's absolutely true. (laughs) Um, for women's health, there's protocols, immunity, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, stress and anxiety, which I'm very familiar with. I have things that work for that. Um, natural pain relief. I Mm -hmm. mean, people don't realize, but you know, when I received a cancer diagnosis, oncology told me immediately, I can't take any NSAIDs. So no anti-inflammatory anything from Mm -hmm. ibuprofen, Advil, Aleve, Motrin, Tylenol, whatever, you know? And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Because I have lower back pain. I have all these, you know, headaches Mm -hmm. and turmeric has actually been an anti-inflammatory for me ever mm-hmm. since. I don't take any of those things. Um, Copaiba also is another great option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doTERRA also has a product called uh, Deep Blue Polyphenols. Mm-hmm. So there are other op- options, but people just don't know about them. Yeah, I, I was going to say we've been as a culture, as a society, so disconnected from this really ancestral wisdom, like these oils are based on things that have been used as remedies for centuries, really, but it's um, just so outside the realm of pharmaceuticals these days that the oils seem like this counterculture, like crunchy thing that is snake oil. Um, (laughs) But they really do have implications that really work in the body. Um, And it's so amazing that you're able to take something that's not damaging other systems of your body, you know, taking that can be so taxing on your stomach and on your liver that are actually healing, um, while also reducing pain. Well, that's exactly Uh, right. They were in the Bible, you know? And so like, when you think about ancient times or just like frankincense and myrrh, I had always known that like the gifts of the wise men. So we're talking like that long ago, mm -hmm. but Um, But you're right. We've totally gotten away from that. I mean, people don't even realize like grocery stores didn't even exist, you know? So just this level of convenience that our culture is accustomed to now, Mm -hmm. you know, and just everything you can read about what's sprayed on our produce and like whatnot. And just realizing that it is all a business. Everything's attached to business from Mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals to the grocery stores And, um, I had just never really sat or considered that perspective at all until recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it takes, you know, that drastic life event sometimes, which is, um, something that, you know, when you 
approach it from the right place as I believe that you are and you embrace it and you use it as an opportunity to not only heal your life, but impact the lives of others. That's when you are really, uh, shifting that negative situation, making it something positive, um, and a learning experience that can impact other people. Um, it's true. it brings the empowerment back to you. Mm-hmm. Like if you have the knowledge, you're not just haphazardly relying on, you know, taking your kids to the pediatrician every time they have a sniffle. It's like now, for example, when my kids get fevers, I know that peppermint oil mixed with some carrier oil, I can rub it over their shoulders and down their spine. It's a natural fever reducer. And I'm Mm -hmm. not reaching for that artificially dyed infant Tylenol and children's Tylenol, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just new tools. It's reorienting your mind. It's a re-education, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it does just take that open-minded, you know, like you just have to be open to it. And, mm-hmm. and once you ease into it, people are amazed at the success that they have. And I can promise you, I don't have any unhappy wellness <laughs> team, you know? <laughs> I believe it. Um, I believe it because you are so uh, educational in the way that you share about it and I, it's just, you know, so intentional and so genuine. Um, I'm curious, like you're, you mentioned using the peppermint remedy for fevers. How has this lifestyle change, this approach to nutrition, everything kind of bundled together impacted the lives of your children and your husband, like the people in your household? Oh, yes. Well, you know, at first my husband was the very typical, like, what are these, you know, Mm -hmm. when he saw the oils in our house, I actually didn't even tell him I placed the order, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's how he was introduced to essential oils. But, um, one story that I share often is our four-year-old, she gets stomach aches all the time. And, you know, we could be out doing a family outing and, trying to enjoy a weekend, you know, just that precious, like valuable time that we don't have often. Mm -hmm. And she can get a stomach ache that will just completely ruin our day. I mean, we have to pack up whatever we're doing and like go home. It's that bad. Like she just becomes like inconsolable. It's just the constant complaining, you know, she's like writhing over in pain. So my husband It definitely got his attention when we found a remedy for her tummy issues. So now I carry it around all the time. I have a roller. It's pre-made on doTERRA's website called Tamer. And we have our Tamer roller. We rub it all over her stomach. And then they also have a probiotic called PB Assist Junior. And it's in these little sachets. You can pour it directly into your child's mouth. And I kid you not, within 10 minutes, we can enjoy the rest of our day. And it was experiences like that that made my husband be like, okay, wait, like there's something to this, <laughs> you know, like, and um, it just started happening like where we would implement something new. He would see the success. Mm-hmm. And then the more that I swapped out products, told other people in my life, 
He definitely responded when we got our first, like what he calls mailbox money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he realized that I could make my new low tox, uh, lifestyle habit affordable, you know, mm -hmm. that's when we like actually sat down and we were like, okay, you know, this is, this is neat because most people just don't think that it's affordable. I've realized that's a huge like barrier into mm -hmm. pursuing this lifestyle is they just think that what's at Target or Costco where you get your 2% back, like that mm -hmm. has to be more affordable than this, you know, direct sales model, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, but no, I basically just started getting my orders for free. And I've kind of gone from there. That's how this evolved into a business, which I never intended to be a business. And I definitely don't feel like I sell products. Um, mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, like everyone needs these products. And if anything, I'm kind of just the conduit between them and then the education they need to take that first step for products mm -hmm. that they already want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things that you're already using like dish soap and detergents and, you know, multi-surface yeah. cleaner. They're yeah. like kind of no brainers when you think about it, because like you said, your kids are calling on the floor, pets are on the floor and they're coming into yeah. contact with whatever it is that you are cleaning with. And if it's a harsh chemical, um, you might not see a direct effect on the health, but you know, there may be something, some symptom that crops up later on. And like you said, you're taking these preventative measures with your health and the health of the people around you. Yes. I can tell so many stories, you know, especially related to kids, you know, as parents, we all want to protect our kids. Right. And so, um, you know, I've had people ask me, are essential oils safe? And I just want to laugh because I'm like, well, tell me which products you have in your house. Like mm -hmm. what brands are they and what ingredients are in them? Like, are those safe, you know? And so then it makes them think like, oh, well, I don't really know, you know? Mm -hmm. And I can promise you that products that are derived from natural things like plants and resins and all of that, um, there's definitely safety there that people can trust. Yeah. Well, and I can say just like looking back in my own experience, like growing up in a household exposed to like Windex and Clorox and 409 and all of these like fragrances and chemicals that definitely like I had stomach aches all the time. I had headaches all the time when I was a little kid and I would complain about it, but like, we didn't, we didn't have that knowledge then that that's what was yes. causing it. But for you to be able to keep your kids safe from experiencing those kinds of symptoms and be able to have simple remedies for like the little things that come up like stomach aches and fevers and headaches. Um, it's so empowering, I'm sure for you as a mom. It really is. I mean, I don't feel like I take them to the pediatrician even half as often as I did before. And instead of just like reacting, you know, when mm -hmm. they have that sniffle or even like swimmer's ear, earache, uh, pink eye, we've done it all. Mm -hmm. We even just had hand, foot, mouth, and there's oils to help with that. But I just have a new toolkit and I just learn as I go. And there's several resources, you know, mm -hmm. um, to help you know what you're doing. And that's kind of the beauty of 
making your purchases with doTERRA because mm -hmm. it is a direct sales model. So it directs you to someone that has all that information. So you get a wellness advocate, which is essentially what I am. Mm -hmm. And we actually have responsibility to teach you about the product. So that's what I do. I hold classes in person and online. I have wellness team members across the United States. So you're in Montana right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just enrolled someone in Hawaii last week, you know, I was like, oh, neat, you know. And if I'm honest, like most of them, I don't know. And they come through social media, but they're just on similar journeys to live this kind of a lifestyle. And we've been able to find community online. Yeah. So I was going to say to your point earlier, um, you know, taking this uh, holistic approach, this holistic lifestyle approach, and, you know, even medical approach can be kind of lonely. And this is a way to create community around something that you're passionate about and that, you know, is good for you and your family. That's right. Yes. We share DIYs. I have wellness team members that, you know, they're chiropractic doctors. I have a non-toxic hairstylist, like think about what you wash your hair with, you know? Mm -hmm. So she actually sells doTERRA, you know, shampoo and conditioner in her salon suite. Um, and then I even have a fitness online personal trainer. Um, you know, you're definitely an asset on my wellness team too, because <laughs> I've already like been able to refer you, you know, people for all of the hormone stuff. And it's, it's awesome. It's become this little networking community at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, my, you know, true business partner in this, she's a homeschooling mom of five. And so she's able to do this with me all the way from California. And we share, you know, just best practices. And um, we just meet people where they're at, honestly. Like mm -hmm. it's brought a lot of friendship into my life, you know? Um, and I'm super grateful for that. That's really awesome. And, you know, I have to say what really um, drew me to wanting to, you know, join your team and be more of an advocate for, um, these types of remedies and these types of solutions in the home is that it's something that I'm already advocating for anyway. And yeah. there it's just so easy because in the past I have been that DIYer where I'm just kind of buying the Castile soap and the essential oils, but maybe getting it from Amazon or the grocery store and trying to figure out the right formulations on my own and, yes. you know, getting close, but it's a little bit frustrating and it's a lot of like supplies that end up going to waste. And like I'm excited. My order is actually coming tomorrow. I've already been using, um, the detergent laundry detergent and toothpaste, which I love. Um, but I'm getting the multi-surface cleaning concentrate so that I can just have this easy blend to spray down my countertops to use on my floors and just know that it's clean and it's safe for me and it's safe for my pets. And I just know what I'm, <laughs> what I'm using each time yes. without having to think too hard about it. Yes. And I love that you just mentioned pets because there's actually essential oils for dogs. So even think about like tick repellent and things like mm -hmm. that. We've even got DIYs for that. And then I absolutely love what you said. Like I've used other companies in the past that I've actually really liked. Um, I was on juice plus supplements for a long time and I took those and I also did their protein shakes. Um, but what happens is you know, even though I believe those are quality products, um, 
doTERRA just has so much more. So not only does it have the essential oils, but you can also get your protein powder. They have fiber, you know, the chocolate and vanilla. Um, and then your supplements, you're getting it all in one place. And so they've built in this like value system in that because instead of like going to Juice Plus for two things, but then having to solve for X for the rest of your house, mm-hmm. it's like a one-stop shop. And the only thing that doTERRA doesn't have is cosmetics. So they have skincare, but we don't have makeup and they probably never will because they really have wanted to keep their focus on providing the quality oils. There's only mm-hmm. so many, you know, avenues for getting the CPTG grade essential oils that you can trust are quality distilled on a cellular level working, you know, not diluted with synthetics and just, you know, you have to be able to trust it. And and mm-hmm. definitely all my DIYs, when I'm talking about DIYs, I'm talking about using doTERRA essential oils, not any other oil, because you can only get doTERRA oils through a wellness advocate. So you can find them on Amazon, but I would not trust their quality. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen instances of where people take doTERRA essential oil bottles and refill them with, you know, non-quality, you know, essential oils, mm-hmm. if we could even call them that. And so, you know, even Whole Foods and whatnot, like I was using the now brand essential oils, but just now that I know more, I definitely don't have the same trust. Um, And even the diffusers, you can get diffusers anywhere, but with doTERRA's diffusers, they're made with the safe plastics that can actually interact with the quality grade essential oils. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you can take quality oils, put them in an unsafe plastic diffuser and just that whole, like, you're almost like creating that synthetic cocktail again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're taking one evil and replacing it with another <laughs> yeah. unintentionally. Um, yes. yes. Well, this has been such a empowering and educational conversation. And I want to wrap this up by asking just a couple of fun questions. So I would love for you to share what this entire experience from diagnosis to becoming more of a wellness advocate and positively advocating for others. What has that taught you about yourself? Oh man, it has taught me a great deal. Um, I, have just learned um, that, you know, especially from a mental standpoint, everything contributes to your health. So either like every decision made in a day, um, it's either contributing to your health or it's taking away from your health. And now that I have that perspective that it's like so black and white for me, everything goes through that filter mm-hmm. from friendships to, you know, just like plans, like not overbooking my schedule. Um, you know, I have a focus on self-care that I've never had before Mm -hmm. and not in a way that's like unhealthy, you know, um, our culture is built around like productivity. How much can we do in a day, you know, Mm -hmm. and just like instantaneous gratification, like everything at our fingertips. And, um, you know, I'm, just on a journey forever to try to get that right where I'm practicing 
self-care as a second nature because I got so off of that and most people are and that's the funny thing about being a cancer patient I get all the time the like how are you you know I'm praying for you like you know and I love that like people are so well-intentioned but I can honestly say like I'm chronically ill as a cancer patient and I'm looking around and just my eyes are open I'm like no you don't know like you you should be implementing these things. Like Mm -hmm. you are unhealthy. Like I might even be on a better trajectory than you right now. Like I will never forget being in oncology and getting like therapies and my nurses just drinking like McDonald's sweet tea. And I'm just (laughs) like sitting there and I'm just like, this is so, it's like, it just, you know, my mind just could not like take it in. Well, what, yeah. What resiliency you've built to be able to be in your situation and really feel like you are the healthy one in the room and you do have this, you know, sunny outlook on what the future holds and, you know, being able to see the root of what's going on, uh, culturally really. Yeah, culturally. I mean, that's, that's it. And the mindset is everything. I can honestly say like from a cancer standpoint, I meet several cancer patients. I interact with them almost daily um, from like terminal to just getting their diagnosis, like the full Mm -hmm. spectrum. There is a line in the sand for the people that believe healing is for them and the people that just succumb to their diagnosis Mm-hmm. And your mind is everything. I believe that if you think you can heal and you can stay in that like mode of like, there's still life for me to live. There's still purpose for me, all of it. Like that will keep you well because your mind, your nervous system, everything signals from your thought pro- process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite books that I read at the beginning of my holistic health education and my own healing journey is called mind over medicine, which is written by a doctor, um, Lisa Rankin, I believe. Um, but she did so much amazing research because she had this health reckoning. Um, uh, she was a Western medicine doctor and switched over to more Eastern holistic approaches. Um, and she did all of this research into people that were terminally ill, uh, but healed, they overcame their circumstances and, the common denominator was their positive mindset, their belief that their body was going to heal. It has such an impact. I actually uh, posted on Instagram about bloating this week. And one of my tips was to relax because your mind has such control over what happens in your body. So if you're fixated on something that could potentially make you bloated, it probably is going to make you bloated because your mind is, (laughs) it's already happening in your body before you even put the food in your mouth. Um, We have such control over our circumstances that I think a lot of us don't even realize sometimes. Yes, I believe it wholeheartedly at this point. And now I'm just committed, you know, like just those moments where you are overwhelmed, stressed out, whatever's causing that stress, if you can like step back from it and be like, will this even matter tomorrow for one, but just Mm -hmm. new habits, like in that moment, tell yourself like, it's okay to stop, take a break, go on a walk, like get Mm -hmm. grounded in nature, do what you need to do to like, get your mind out of that spiral that we can all get in, like, make sure you're feeding yourself properly. I Mm -hmm. mean, there's so much to take into consideration. Well, on that note, 
can you send us off with your top three wellness tips or maybe your top three habits that you have in your day-to-day routine right now that are kind of lighting you up? Sure. I love to share. I love to share these tips. So my top three, I'm like, I'm just going to tell you what I actually do. And that is, I have a roller from doTERRA called in tune mm-hmm. and I roll it on the bottoms of my feet every morning when I wake up, I can also put it on my wrist and on my neck. And then there's an oil called blue tansy. Mm-hmm. And if you look into the benefits of the doTERRA blue tansy oil, um, the smell of it alone, I mean, even my husband, that's what he says is his favorite essential oil because of the smell, but it's this dark blue when it comes out of the bottle and just, yeah, it's so interesting. All the oils are so different, but I take it and I put a little carrier oil with it and I put it on my big toes and mm. just that reflexology. Mm-hmm. I did you not like, I cannot imagine starting my day without that practice. And so the other thing I would say is just paying attention to my sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, I have recently gone down a black hole of researching melatonin. I always thought that if I took it because our body creates it, you know, it might signal to my body to stop creating it, therefore creating more sleep issues, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, And for a cancer patient, this is going to sound crazy because most people, if you take melatonin, you're used to taking like three milligrams, but I take 60 a night. Wow. So yes, but the research is there. So I highly encourage people to look into that. Um, it's been, it's been life-changing, just making sure you get adequate sleep, mm-hmm. you know, sleep that's actually recharging you sleep. That's not like teeth grinding, like stress sleep where you're not really in that like full rim cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll also say fasting, but not like what people think of as fasting, like the whole intermittent fasting. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about finishing your last meal by seven Mm -hmm. and then not eating again until like the next morning, but like you know, I, it depends. I try to wait as long as I can to kind of like break that fast, but that is your body detoxing. Like it is incredible if you can actually do that and not do like the late night eating and and all of that, that I was accustomed to, but those three tips alone, like implementing the oils in the morning and then the sleep and the not eating at night. I I would say those are my best tips right now and not drinking coffee the first thing when I wake up. Mm -hmm. So now I force myself to drink green tea and that's my first liquids of the day. And then I don't introduce coffee until later, you know, and I stick to one cup. I used to be like an avid (laughs) coffee drinker and I still love it, but I'm down to one cup a day. And I just feel like there's health in that, you know, just Mm -hmm. the small practices. Yeah. That's what I always say. It's these small practices, these small habits, these small decisions we make every single day that accumulate into our feeling of health. 
I loved all of your tips, all of your habits. The <laughs> foot reflexology with the essential oil is not one that I've heard before as like a first thing in the morning thing, but I love that. Um, and like, probably it's just like, so grounding and your feet are about to connect with the ground for the rest of the day. And you're just giving them a little love. Um, and I always tell my clients too, that the only fast you should be doing is from dinner to breakfast. That's as yeah. a woman, all the fasting that you need. Thank you. Like, yes, I just, I had such an unhealthy relationship with what dieting and fasting actually was, you mm -hmm. know? And so, you know, and, and that's with all things right now from like seed oils to like how I felt about butter and salt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I feel like we could continue talking on forever. We'll probably do a part two at some point, but for now, where can the audience connect with you? Well, my main platform for sharing is definitely Instagram. That's just honestly where I like to show up. It's just kind of where I've been. I'm trying to implement mm -hmm. more and get on YouTube. I'm building a website, but like I said, these are like sweet beginnings for me because this has only been in the past year. Um, but definitely, you know, Instagram, the at the oily realtor, I, mm -hmm. or I think it's at the dot oily realtor. Um, but that's primarily where I connect with most people are my DMs there and then also just my email. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Well, I'll be sure to link all of this in the show notes. Uh, I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you and learn more about your story. I know you share so much on your blog. So um, that's a great resource for anyone wanting to learn more about your story and your healing journey. And we will talk again soon. Thanks, Kaylee. Yes, thank you so much, Caitlin. Wow, what a truly inspiring story. I'm so grateful that Kaylee spent this time and shared her story on the podcast. And I'm so grateful for you to have joined us and listened in. Check out the show notes for all of the things that we mentioned during the show. So if you want to read more about Kaylee's healing journey, her blog is linked below. And if you wanna connect with her in regards to real estate or essential oils, her Instagram is also linked below. She's at the oily realtor. And I'm sure that we will be collaborating on some fun virtual oil and Pilates in events in the near future. So make sure you're following us both to stay in the loop in regards to that. And again, if you love the show, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. I'd also love if you shared this with a friend, if you know somebody that is dealing with a chronic illness, this is definitely a great share to motivate them on their healing journey. I will see you next week.